Hello, everybody. These are your hosts, uh, Ashley and David, back for another round of the ABCs of hepatitis. One of you fine listeners in the podcast here let us know that there was a problem with our previous Alphabet Soup recording, so we're going to give it another shot um, on this one here. So we'll just go in order, just like the ABCs. All right, so let's uh, start off with hepatitis A. So this one, typically you're going to have flu-like symptoms. You might see a little jaundice in somebody that has hepatitis A. Uh, if you get labs on them, your LFTs are going to be elevated, typically up in the thousands. Um, and the question stem on the boards is probably going to clue you into some kind of recent travel because this is transmitted via the fecal-oral route, the favorite route of transmission. It's disgusting. <laughs> Usually it's going to be uh, contaminated food or water or somebody's going to eat some uh, raw undercooked shellfish from contaminated water. So pretty nasty. Sometimes daycare too, right? It comes from daycare and travel. Yeah, that's like one of the things. Exactly. Yeah, gross. Question, question stem is definitely going to clue you into hepatitis A though, for sure. But the good news is, is 90% of children under five are going to be asymptomatic and will not be jaundiced. And this is a self-limited uh, disease. Um, really no long-term consequences from it, thankfully. Uh, diagnosis is going to be made by uh, detecting serum IgM and treatment is just going to be supportive. The good news is there's a vaccine for hepatitis A. What? Uh, I know. <sighs> Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have a recording of this on Cootie Shots, so make sure you refer to the hepatitis A and Cootie Shots for further discussion about hepatitis A vaccine. And remember, if you uh, work, if your kid, if not your kid, if you have like an adolescent or something or whatever, they need a week off of uh, work if they work in food or childcare. A whole week from symptoms onset. I mean, in today's day and age, we're so used to being off for two weeks for any kind of exposure. I know, it seems right? like nothing. It'll be easy. Uh-huh. That's All like right. the only time I'll write the work note. For COVID or for hep A. Sure. Have, have a week off. <laughs> now we know what to go <laughs> to Dr. Grigsby for for our work notes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hepatitis B. Uh, okay. Hepatitis B, the big one, I call it, because it starts with B. Uh, this one is a, it is a sexually transmitted disease, but it's also uh, perinatally transmitted. So this is an important one for our little babies when they're born. Uh, so you get, there is a whole vaccine thing on it, on cootie shots, but you do get your first shot when you're born to help in case you got it from mom during delivery. That should be a good way to remember it right. uh, of why you get it at birth because of the perinatal transmission. So extra pearl. Yes. Uh, there's an acute phase, a recovery phase, and then a chronic phase if you keep it. So there's a bunch of labs that we'll talk about here in a second. But basically, just know that there's lots of different stages you can kind of recover completely and be fine or you can be kind of progress to a chronic infection and the chronic infection is why we vaccinate because it's kind of a real problem and can cause liver cancer in life and cirrhosis and liver failure and all the horribleness that goes along with that yeah and like uh ashley already kind of alluded to a little bit this this gets a little bit tricky but it is highly tested you will likely get one of these charts that has their serologies and you have to determine what 
phase of the disease that they have or they've been immunized. So go back through this one. Um, we'll put the chart on Twitter for you to look at afterwards as well. But whatever source you use, I would look at that the day before the test even just to make sure you have those fresh in your mind. Okay, so here we go. We're going to do it. Let's do it. The first thing that you test is the hepatitis B surface antigen. Okay. Now, all I can tell you is that if there is surface antigen present, you have active infection. Now, it could be acute and it could be chronic, but you have current infection with hepatitis. And the way I kind of remember that is like it's a surface antigen. So it's like on the outside of the virus floating around. You have virus floating around if you can detect surface antigen. All right, surface antigen, check. Now there is surface antibody, okay? This means that your body, because of some reason, has made antibodies to that surface antigen. When you look at a surface antibody, it doesn't mean for sure that you had the infection because you could also have been vaccinated because the vaccine is targeted to, pr to promote antibodies to the surface antigen. So surface antibody present means either you have had it or you are vaccinated against it. Got it. Surface antibody. Now there's the core antibody. Okay? So the core antibody. This tells you that you had it at some point. All right? Now, it means if you were not vaccinated because the vaccine does not have the core involved in it. So if you have both an antigen, I'm sorry, both a surface antibody and a core antibody, then that means you had actual infection. You were not vaccinated against it because you have core antibody. Got it? Makes sense, kind of? Clear as mud? Got it. And then the other one that they like to throw in is the hepatitis E antigen. What this really means is that you have a crap ton of replication happening. So you have a very high rate of infectivity and a high rate of active infection. Be like, I think E, did we learn that was a, like excess? Like you have a ton of virus running around. It's not good. You don't want that. If like a mom was hepatitis E antigen positive, that would be kind of bad because like their kids are going to be highly susceptible to getting it from mom when they're born. Make sense? Kind of? It does. It does. When you actually think about it and kind of break it into pieces like that and think of how each of those um, surface antigens or antibodies come about, then I think it really can help you get these questions right on the boards. And I think one, if you just remember that the, ana, the, the vaccine is only surface, anti, it's only a surface antibody, like that's the only thing that they give you to try and get you to make a response, then the rest you kind of can figure out. And like you just said, guess what? There's a vaccine against this what? one. <laughs> Give your kids their shots. Yep. They get the and first one at birth. Definitely uh, refer to Cootie Shots for more about the hepatitis B vaccine. Heading into hepatitis C. A, B, C. Let's do C. That, those are, that is the order. That is what my son tells me. Uh, hepatitis C. Um, this one is also transmitted via um, blood and sexual contact. Um, you... The problem with hepatitis C, like hepatitis B, is that it can result in cirrhosis uh, and hepatocellular carcinoma. So if you think of C and cirrhosis and carcinoma, 
then you should be able to remember what happens with hepatitis C. Uh, hepatitis C is the most common bloodborne infection in the U.S., um, as well as the most common cause of chronic viral hepatitis. So um, that is something that you will likely see um, during your training uh, and beyond. And unfortunately, there is no vaccine for this one. So all those drug, drug makers out there, get going. Hepatitis C vaccine would be very nice. Correct. And next in our lineup is hepatitis D as in Delta Dad, D. Oh, it's called the Delta agent, so we should call it D for Delta. Yes, D. <laughs> the biggest thing about hepatitis D to know is that it is necessary to have hepatitis B surface antigen. So you have to have at least hepatitis B infection. Remember, you have to have an infection to have antigen around in order to get hepatitis D as in Delta. It is dependent on B. Yes, that's a good way to use a D in alliteration. I have yet to see this one. I've never seen it either. I've only seen it studying for boards. All right. Uh, A, B, C, D, E. All right, hepatitis E. This is another one that's associated with travel, correct? It is. Uh, and it's also another one that's transmitted uh, via fecal-oral route from contaminated drinking water. So just another lovely thought. This is the hepatitis that's kind of a problem in pregnancy, so which isn't a huge deal in peds, but in general, this is kind of the one that's really bad for pregnant women. Where do people get this one from, David? It's going to be more prevalent in uh, Asia, Africa, and Mexico, so you're going to look for travel history uh, in the question stem, or they may give you um, a, a pregnant patient um, with uh, for you to consider that in as well. All right. I think that's our alphabet, is it not? It is. We have done the ABCs. 